Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. My name is Jason DeMars, and I want to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com. And just also a reminder, we have free materials and resources on the website that you can order, and I will send to your home. All right, we're going to continue on the subject, The Attributes of God, Part 15. And we will be looking at the grace of God. And just wanted to let everyone know uh, we have two more subheadings to this topic. We have uh, the goodness of God. And then, um, if you want to call it the internal revealing of God or just the revelation of God or growing in the revelation of God, um, which we will do tomorrow, and then Monday we will start in on a new topic. Okay, let's go right to the scriptures. Um, Romans eleven six says, And if by grace, then is it no more of works? Otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise work is no more work. Ephesians 2, 8-9, through 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Let's just start out with a brief explanation. The grace of God is only extended to the elect. Grace is never given to all of mankind. Mercy is given generally to mankind and also specifically to the elect, but grace is always given specifically. You'll never find a place in the Old Testament or the New Testament where grace is given to anyone outside of the elect. Grace is the eternal and absolute free favor of God bestowed upon his elect family. Divine grace is the sovereign and saving favor of God exercised in giving his blessings upon those who do not merit them and from which no compensation is demanded from them or could be demanded from them. It's God's favor given to those who in fact deserve the opposite. They deserve death and, in he and hell, and instead they're given every redemptive blessing. Grace is unmerited and unsought, and there is nothing in us that attracts it to ourselves. Grace cannot be bought or earned. When we speak of grace, we speak of something that is completely undeserved, and the recipient of grace has no claim on it whatsoever. It comes as pure, free giving, and at first is unasked and even undesired. As the Bible said, no man sought God at any time. Just want to greet folks, Brother Kenny and Sister Janelle, God bless you, Brother Aaron, 
God bless you, Brother Isil. God bless you, Brother Tony from Madawaska. God bless you. Uh, I don't... Jay Graham, God bless you. Looks like Sister Jay. I'm not sure, but that's a male name, so forgive me. Um, and anyone else listening, please send your greetings in. So again, grace comes as pure, free giving from God. And at first, it's even unasked and undesired. So we read the scriptures to start. If by grace, it's no more of works. Otherwise, grace is not grace. But if it be of works, then it's not grace. It's a payment. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, By grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. The faith is not even of ourselves. It is a gift from God. Faith comes as a result of God's free giving. Not of works. Has nothing whatsoever to do with works. It's com completely separate from works and is completely based on God's sovereign choice. Romans 4, 4 and 5 says, Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But of him that worketh not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Grace cannot be earned by works any more than you could unite an acid and an alkali, or unite, unite oil and water. Let's look at four things that grace is. Excuse me, three things that grace is. Grace is eternal, and therefore was planned before it was given. 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 says, Who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Given, grace is given to us in Christ Jesus before anything was ever created before there was a molecule, and before there was air to put that molecule in, before there was even space for anything to be there, when there was nothing, only God, He chose us by grace. Two, grace is free. It's not for sale. Romans 3.24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We don't look back on our merits because we don't have any merits. This is Brother Branham speaking in Possessing the Enemy Gates. Therefore, we do not look back upon our merits um, because we do not have any such. We, but we look back to the merits of Calvary where our grace was given to us freely by the Son of God, and we can hardly choke back the tears that would run down our throats when we think of we, the unworthy people, and how that by His grace, there at Calvary, He did that for us, that we might be brought so close to God, even to relationship. So, three, grace is sovereign. 
Romans 5.21, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace reigns. Grace is the sovereign one. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's called the throne of grace, and grace reigns. Grace is sovereign because the one who occupies the throne is sovereign. Uh, Thank you, Sister Jay, for clarifying that. God bless you. The message of grace, Brother Branham says, sovereign grace is from a sovereign one. Sovereign grace from a sovereign one. Sovereign, what can it do? Sovereign can do whatever it wants to. Listen to this now. Sovereign grace can only be given by one that's sovereign. And God is sovereign, so he can give sovereign grace. Therefore, being sovereign, grace don't have to ask anybody. It don't have to. It does what it wants to. Isn't that wonderful? It don't have to ask, can I do this or shall I do this? Can I? Must I? Will I? Doesn't do it. It does it itself. Grace is sovereign. Therefore, therefore he can save the vilest. He can save the worst. He can save... The impurest, he can save the immoralist, he can heal the sickest, hallelujah. Uh, Greetings to a person whose handle is Turtle Boy. So thanks for listening in. God bless you. Exodus 33.19 says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. God is not under obligation to give any of us His grace. He he simply chooses to give it to whom He will. Again, grace is unmerited favor. Also, look look at it this way. Eternal life is a gift from God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life from Je- through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life is a gift that, that cannot be earned by any works of our own. Since, it a gift, since it's a gift, it cannot be said that it is something we have a right to. Since salvation is a gift, no one has a right to tell God to whom he can give it. He's the gift giver. But the gift giver, he never refuses anyone who seeks it wholeheartedly and according to the rules he has appointed. He refuses no one that comes to him empty-handed. However, among the mass of humanity, no one truly seeks God, and no one truly seeks this gift according to God's appointed means. As we read, as we, as you can read in Romans chapter three, no man sought God at any time. Instead, man seeks to make his own way by his own means. As a result, God, by His sovereign grace, chooses some of the impenitent rebels to receive the free gift of eternal life. God chooses some and passes by the others. He leaves those are the ones that he passes by. 
He leaves them to their own merits and their own choices and to receive what they deserve. In the midst of a bunch of pagans, God chose Abraham to be his friend. In the midst of unworthy people, he chose Peter and Andrew, Matthew and James to be his disciples. He chose Peter. He chose Matthew. Uh, people that other people would not choose, and would not want. Jesus choose, chose those ones. John 1.17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth was in existence before the birth of Jesus Christ. But grace and truth comes to us through him because of what he did for us at Calvary. Romans 5, 15 to 21 but not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the, one, the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Grace reigns. Grace is a free gift. Grace is given through Jesus Christ. It is not through the merits of any one that receives this gift of grace. Just as the offense came upon everyone, you did not do anything, but because your forefather Adam sinned against God, you were made to be have a fallen nature and as such become a sinner. You had nothing to do with that. Your sin has something to do with it, but you had nothing to do with earning the fact that condemnation came upon you through Adam. Equally, you did, not, you did nothing to earn the fact that justification comes to you through Jesus Christ. He did all the work, and God freely gives it to you. It's nothing that you have done or ever could do that earns the fact it wasn't even your choice. Our choice was the opposite. We talked about before, grace was unasked for and unsought initially. Acts 20, 24 says, But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry 
which were, I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. It is the gospel of the grace of God. 1 Corinthians 1.23 says, But we, we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. The gospel declares we're only by saved by grace. And in fact, if, we're, if we are to be saved at all, uh, it is by grace. Foolish, it's, this is foolishness and a stumbling block, block to the whole human race, which believes it certainly deserves to go to heaven because they're mostly good. I mostly deserve God's free gift. But the gospel of the grace of God informs us that we are unworthy, we are guilty, condemned sinners waiting upon the execution of God's wrath. But that God freely calls those whom he has chose to himself. God freely does that. We deserve the opposite. But God placed his unmerited favor upon us and calls us to himself. A.W. Pinks writes this, The gospel contemplates every descendant of Adam as a fallen, polluted, hell-deserving, and helpless sinner. The grace which the gospel publishes is his only hope. All stand before God convicted as transgressors, transgressors of his holy law as guilty and condemned criminals who are not merely awaiting sentence, but the execution of the sentence already passed upon them. To complain against the partiality of grace is suicidal. If the sinner insists upon bare justice, then the lake of fire must be his portion. His only hope lies in bowing to the sentence which divine justice has passed upon him, owning the absolute righteousness of it, casting himself on the mercy of God, and stretching forth empty hands to avail himself of the grace of God, now made known to him in the gospel. Amen. Grace is eternal. Grace is freely given. And grace is sovereign and we thank God for that we're so grateful just want to remind everyone if uh, you're what when you're watching please on YouTube subscribe and click the little bell like and comment on this video if you're on Facebook please comment like and share this video certainly appreciate that that all helps in the algorithms and we will be live again tomorrow if you have any questions prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. And once again, we have free resources and materials that you can get on our website, jasondemars.com. With that being said, tomorrow will be our last, uh, last uh, part in this series. We'll speak about the goodness of God and the eternal revealing of God. May the Lord richly bless you.